Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And I got the man on here today. I got the big man. Um, Going to be playing a lot this year. We've heard a lot about him this offseason. I got Caden Priestcorn on, on the line with me today. What's up, Caden? What's up? Man, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just going through camp. Before we started talking, or before we started recording, you told me these last couple of days have been pretty jam-packed, man. Tell me. What does normal day in training camp look like for you? For me, I, I, I like to get here early because I like <clears throat> I like to when I get here, eat, have have it spread out. So I eat and go in the cold tub before we have to go to meetings. And we go to meetings and we have a lift on every other day. Then we go to walkthrough. Then we have a then we have another lunch. We have and a lot of people stay here to get extra treatment or they sleep here or some of them go back home. But then we have practice and meetings around, it's like two to five. And then we have a lot of people get treatment after practice and there's a dinner. So we, we're about here till, I'm here till 5.30 to like nine at night. So you're you're there literally 14 hours, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe even 16 yeah, hours. Last, yeah, these last couple of days have been 14, 15 hours. So tell me about this cold tub thing. Like, are you, are you into... Um, is, I mean, how cold does it get? Like, what does that do for your body? I feel like it's like after practice or like before practice, like I use the hot tub, cold tub. So like for the, for the hot tub, I usually go in it before practice because to get my body warm and like get everything loose. Then after practice, I get in the cold tub because like my legs are like tired and it just helps like recover, recovering. Do y'all, have you ever tried the, so is it along the same lines as like that cryo therapy yeah like it's like a, yeah yeah it's like a contrast like five cold five hot we just go back and forth have you ever tried the cryo tanks no, you, no no they look pretty sweet though i mean you're like how long do you have to usually spend you said five minutes in five minutes out probably, yeah it's probably like 20 minutes total man that's crazy that's crazy i'm a i like to be cold i don't know if i like to be that cold though <laughs> i know it is pretty cold my body runs pretty hot already so i i tend to like the cold weather so this summer has been pretty brutal not as much not as brutal for me as it has been for you man this summer has been uniquely hot in memphis and you guys have been out there every single day grinding man tell me about it i know the our strength has been like like done a great job great job this off season in in general since i've been here and 
it's just like especially these hot summers it's like all that running i feel like it's got us ready for fall camp yeah i mean do you feel like you guys are are prepared like do you so i i saw a lot of the um instagram of a lot of the players y'all kind of had a couple of days off before you started training camp was that a good recovery time for you did you stay in memphis or did you go back to michigan i i stayed in memphis my family came down my little brother was down here i have a little brother and all my family came down and I, cause my, my, uh, I have a son, a little baby and he's, he just turned one. So that, so they came down for the little birthday. Dude, congratulations, man. Thank you. You got a one year old dude. Boys are the, yeah. I have a, I have an eight year old son and a 10 year old daughter. And it's just, it gets, it just gets better and better, man. Even I know that one year it's like, they're starting to sleep through the night. They're doing okay. And it's a really fun time. But man, when they hit that six, seven, eight year old range, bro, it's a great time. I know. I just watch them grow every day. Just love seeing it. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Does he look like mom or does he look like dad? <laughs> I've got a mixture of both. There you go. There you go. He'll change. He'll yeah. he'll start probably looking like dad pretty soon. <laughs> more more so. <laughs> He's big. Is he He's a big, big boy? Yeah. Well, listen. You are. <laughs> you're not small. Um, <laughs> I was looking at pictures of you from. When you came to Memphis in 2019, you were listed at 6'6", 215. And then I was looking at stuff today, and you are 6'6", 250, 255. Mm -hmm. Is that where you're – is that where you're um, – is that how much you weigh now, 255? Yeah, I came into Memphis at like 6'6", six, six, like 220, because I was a former quarterback in high school and right. like at prep school in Fork Union. So then when I got here, I changed positions – and I gained, I've gained like, I'm almost 260. I've, I've gained like almost 40 pounds since I've been here. How so has it's been you, a crazy transition. How have you done that? And how has your body responded to that? I feel like it's, um, I feel like it's done a pretty good transition over there. I mean, I had a couple injuries in the off season last, last, last season, but I feel like it's responded good. Like the, this off season, it's probably my best off season ever. And it's just helped me these last couple of days. And it's just shown on the field. Do you think that um, you, you you described it as your best off season? Was it because you made it through unscathed, or or do you feel like there's been a ton of growth for you in your skill set, in your endurance, and and all those things? Like what what made it the best off season for you so far? I feel like like a mentality change like after the season ended because knowing that Sean Dykes left, and I played I've been played I backed him up or played behind him. Like I play, I played, I didn't play it. I played like maybe 10 to 20 snaps maybe. And just seeing what, seeing what he did. And I, I, I kind of want to do the same thing what he did. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I want, so I wanted to, I'm, I want to ask you a little bit about your earlier, your time at Memphis, but I want to go back a little bit to high school you mentioned it earlier at the beginning of the interview that you play quarterback and you play quarterback at Fork Union Military Academy in in Virginia, but you're not originally from Virginia. You're from Michigan, right? Yes, sir. So how did mm -hmm. you get down to Fork Union? Was that a I'm going to go play football there, or or how did you get to to Virginia to play at Fork Union? So one of my buddies, Harold Nash, he's a safety on the team, and his dad his dad works in the NFL and he had a connection with one of his players that he was training. He, uh, his, his son, his brother went to fourth union. And so Nash said he was going, cause me and him played high school football together. So Nash 
Harold Nash, the safety on our team, he he said he was going to Fork Union, and I didn't really have anything out of high school. Probably could have maybe like played basketball and football D two, or maybe like the FCS offer, or I could have walked on somewhere. But then I went to. He's like, I'm going to Fork Union, so I was like, I need to do that too. So I I hopped on board with him all the way to Fork Union Military Academy, which in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, man. I was looking at the map of Virginia and mm-hmm. found Fork Union, and I was like, "Damn, there ain't nothing yeah. around there." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's nothing. Like third, not thirty minutes away. There's first fast food place. Forty <laughs> minutes, maybe. So, <laughs> how long were you at Fork Union? So uh, after my, I, so I graduated high school in 2018. I did a prep school year in 2019. So we were there from like August to like the beginning of Dece- December. So about like five months, like five about five months. Okay, so that months. makes sense to me. I was a little bit confused when I saw that because I saw that you were in Michigan for a while playing high school ball, but you took a kind of a, a not a stretch year, but you took like a prep school year and yeah. played at Fork Union in two thousand and was it eighteen or nineteen? It was uh, yeah, well yeah, it was it was yeah, 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 two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so it was eighteen because yeah, you were yeah. you were a redshirt freshman here at Memphis in two thousand nineteen. Yes. So you played quarterback. How did you you? I mean, you immediately came to Memphis and and joined the tight end room. How did you? How was that transition for you going from playing quarterback to and when you jump into college playing tight end? I feel like it's a lot like the the physicality of it. You like the tight end position. You have to do a lot. So you have to you have to run run routes like a receiver and basically block like a lineman. So, but like the receiver part, like I've always played, like I was a basketball player. So like, I've always had like pretty good hands, good feet. So I was like that part, I was pretty like solid. I was solid at, I'm still working on it, but blocking part, I was 220 quarterback. So never played really defense my whole life, really, besides maybe little league a little bit, never played defense in high school, only played quarterback. So that position's just been, I've been growing up like the blocking part throughout my career here and I'm still growing on it. I mean, you, you're, you're leading me right into some questions that I had for you, but the tight end position is really unique, right? Like you guys Mm -hmm. have to, you're expected to block ends and linebackers. You're expected to also run pretty crisp routes and have a pat and have pass catching ability in the way that this in this day and age of of college football the tight end is used in in a a plethora of ways like a tight end is more important now than ever um in terms of of being able to stretch the field and being able to you know block people um but it's crazy because like those two skills are skills that you could literally spend like 100% of your time on and still have major opportunities for growth i mean those there there are linemen that that still are learning when they get into um into the nfl or into high level division one football that have been doing that that literally all they do every day is just block 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 and then there's receivers that are still learning how to run routes well but you're expected to do both how how do you and the staff kind of measure out how much time to spend on each skill i feel like I feel like Coach Salem does a good job with with doing everything because that, that's what the tight end position is. Like you said, you have to – like you got to block – you've been able to block defensive ends, linebackers. You even got to block corners, shifty corners. 
and then you gotta you gotta run route you gotta run routes like the receivers. So you have to run run by run by uh, safeties and corners, and and you have to you know, when you have the ball in your hands, you gotta run like a running back. So it's literally a mixture of every position in one. And we we do a good job like the drills he has at practice doing receiver stuff and lineman stuff, and sometimes we're with the we're with the old lineman doing stuff. So he does a good job with that, just working our technique and fundamentals. So do you feel like your time at quarterback in high school kind of uh, gave you a leg up in terms of of really understanding how to run routes and and where a receiver wants the ball? You know, are you are you do you feel like the the, the pass catching ability and run routing uh, the route running ability was something that just came more naturally to you than figuring out how to block somebody? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because playing a quarterback, I kind of have a quarterback mindset. I'm, I, I, feel, I pride myself on having like a good football IQ, like knowing where people are on the field, and then the, the catching and running route ability. I was, I was a pretty good basketball player, growing up in in high school, so that's helped me. That's helped me a lot. So tell me about this basketball thing, man. I'm a basketball guy. I've <laughs> grown up playing basketball. Um, love the game. I'm learning football. Love football so much, especially this Tiger program. It's just so much fun to be around, and the energy and the vibes around it are just incredible. Um, has Have you noticed that some of your basketball playing skills, your footwork, your ability to box out, like rebounding, has that helped you as you've kind of concentrated more heavily on football now? Yeah, hundred. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I feel like it's helped out a lot. What are some of the sneaky basketball moves you put in on the on the field that some guys aren't aren't ready for? <laughs> uh, definitely when I catch the ball, like drop step and getting forward, getting vertical, yeah. just trying to get as many yards as possible. Yeah, is that is that lateral movement right that makes you yep. that, that makes you a little bit shifty? I feel you. On that. <laughs> I feel you. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, man, when you came here to Memphis, you were 
it's hard because like it probably was helpful for you because you're coming in learning a new position, but there wasn't an expectation for Caden Priestcorn to come in and have to be the guy in the tight end position immediately. You were playing alongside and backing up the best tight end to ever play at Memphis and Sean Dykes. Um, how did Snag help you grow? How did Snag help you grow in that position? I feel like ever since we got here, I think we've we've had a really good tight end room. And it, I feel like all the older guys since I've been here have helped me learn the position and even the co- the coaching staff of, before Silverfield Norvell, like some of the GAs, they helped me because when I got here in 2019, they they put me aside and just like even work a stance. Like I didn't even, I've never even gotten a stance before. So they helped me with that and then transition at the year after. Like, uh, <clears throat> transition the year after was a big change as well because, like, I never, like when I first got here, I, because I was a walk on and, so I didn't get here to like mid-season Cotton Bowl year. So oh, like 2019. Okay. Got so I got there like mid-season. Yeah. So then I didn't really even know the offense. And the next year, kind of transitioning, knowing what to do, learning the offense. And that year kind of helped. I mean, even though COVID happened, I I still was like trained. I was trained a lot, like just receiver stuff. That kind of helped me out. And then and then transitioning to now. I feel like all the older all the guys, Sean Dykes, John Hassel, even some of the people before them, they've really helped me like understand the offense, what to do, because they've been here so long. So like I'd always I'd probably ask ten questions a day about what to do and what not to do. Right. I mean, that makes total sense, right? Like, I mean, you've got, you know, prior to you coming, even during that two thousand nineteen year, that linebacker or that tight end room was Sean Dykes and Joey Magnifico. Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, who is obviously, I think he's still playing, but he was a, a head coach at at a local high school here in Memphis last year. Um, and then, obviously, like you said, you you know, Sean kept playing, and then John Hassel was there. It's interesting though, man. Like, you know, I've been covering the Memphis football team for the better part of four years, five years now. So the entirety of of Ryan Silverfield's um, head coaching role or head coaching time here at Memphis, there's one thing that has kind of remained true throughout his entire time is that he's extremely tight-lipped about his roster. Um, during during spring, during summer, he's extremely tight-lipped. He doesn't really say much. He doesn't give much away at all. But I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this summer, he's mentioned one name in particular twice, and that's you. He's mentioned Caden Prescorn twice. Um, in the lat- one of the latest media availabilities that he did, he talked about this expanded role for you um, at the tight end position and that there's an expectation on you to, to fulfill that role. Um, behind the scenes, have you felt that? That expectation uh, on you? I mean, I'm really just – not really. I just feel like – it's not like expected of me, but I feel like in myself that – like seeing like what I said earlier, like seeing Sean, Sean do what he do, I'm trying to make that step, like that leap from last year to do more. And I feel like with the off season I had in the weight room, in the summer conditioning, and even these last couple of days in camp, I feel like I put that on myself, and I, that's what I want to do. So the expectation is not a it's not an outside expectation. You've got that 
internal yeah. expectation that, yo, man, this is going to be my year. Like, I need to step up. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. How have you how have you noticed um, with obviously Tim Cramsey coming on as the as the new offensive coordinator? Um, is there a is there a pretty expansive role for the tight end in his offense? Uh, no, I feel like I feel like now in college football, like tight end roles bigger than ever. I feel like it's probably that in every a lot of these offenses now the tight end roles just. I mean, I, I mean, it was a big role last year. It was a big role before that. But, I mean, it's about the same. But, uh, yeah, it's really about the same. So, um, how have you uh, – how's your relationship with um, with Seth, man? Have you guys really been able to build um, a strong bond out there on the field? Yeah, I feel like this offseason, ever since January, we throwing Saturdays, just getting together whenever, even even outside of football, doing stuff. I feel like it's grown significantly in the show. It's it's just going to show on the field. Yeah, I was talking to um, I was talking to the the newest graduate assistant at the University of Memphis in in Brady White, um, a couple of days ago, and and he talked about one of the biggest developments in Seth is just in his growth and in his, uh, you know, becoming a man out there. Like you know, his his body changing, putting on more weight. That that the ball is zipping a lot a lot more around the field. Is that have you noticed that? Have you noticed his arm strength and and just the, an increase in those things? Yeah, I feel like these last couple of days, he's he's definitely he's definitely that dude. <laughs> he, he's just he's shown a lot. Like his reads, his progression. I feel like the game's so much slower than him now. I mean, as a freshman doing what he did last year, that's not too many people can do that coming in as a freshman playing like that and beating two two really good football team beating six six really good wins but we, we just let a couple of games slip away last year absolutely man i know it, it's it's interesting because i haven't had a chance to talk to any players since the um aac media day um and and i know that in the preseason this this might not be a concern to you guys at all and i doubt that it is but um they've got y'all They've got y'all fifth in the in the preseason rankings this year. And I'm be honest with you, Caden, it just does not feel like the Tiger team is getting the respect that that they deserve. And I, you know, did, did you guys see that or is that something that you're just your your head is is down and y'all are just grinding every day? Y'all don't see those kinds of things or did you see that and does that kind of put a little bit of a yo, we we got to come out here and show you guys what's up? Yeah, we definitely just we just definitely just putting our head down and just worried about what we can tr- control and just worrying about ourselves. But it definitely just adds fuel to the fire. Just just <clears throat> what everybody else is saying. We just got to worry about ourselves. Show we got to show them on the field. That's our job. Absolutely. So you you mentioned your brother. Uh, you got y'all got a big family, man. Is it is it just you two, or is there more kids yeah. involved? Yeah, we. I have a. I have. I'm the oldest, and I have a. I have a little brother. I have two little brothers and a little sister. One's a, a, a sophomore in college. Then one's a, then one's going to be a junior in high school, and I have a little sister that's eight. Maybe I'm going to third grade. Your little sister will never have an issue with anybody ever messing with her, will she? No, she's 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 tall already. May y'all are so y'all. I was uh, you know your brother um, Braden. I was I was like he's already six six and he's going to be a what is he is he a junior this year? Yeah, he's gonna be a junior. Man, y'all, 
Y'all, y'all, y'all uh, grow them well up in Michigan, man. Y'all are some big boys up there. <laughs> you proud of your brother Braden and what he's been able to do out there? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Brady's been he had a he had a good season as a sophomore last year. And I can call him. Brady. Know, I've been calling him Braden. It's Brady. I apologize, yeah, dude. You're, you're good. It's all right. Yeah, he uh, see after that because they their team went to the state championship last year in Michigan in Division One, which is the highest division. He he had a pretty good. He had a really really good game in the state championship. Never since then, these offers just been piling in. <laughs> I mean, so, he's a good, he's a really good player. So did he did he start playing tight end because you started playing tight end, or was that a position that he's been playing for a minute? He's um he's been playing like kind of kind of like the receiver tight end position his whole life and like defense. So he's already got the advantage on me in playing high school. <laughs> so he's got some extra years and uh mm-hmm. extra years in that position to uh yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. Um, so I I was. I noticed something on your Twitter. I was looking at your Twitter the other day, and um, I noticed a bunch of of Kobe Bryant quotes and retweets and things like that. Was Kobe Bryant a an inspiration for you? Has he been one throughout your your life? Yeah, just watching him, watching his work ethic and what he did his whole career, like getting up early morning to late at night, probably like four or five workouts a day. He'd probably work out eight ten hours a day, just seeing what he did. And even what after after basketball, seeing what he was as a being as a father and like to his three little girls, it was just he's the best ever to me. He's the goat, man. I agree. That's my you. goat. Is that your goat? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I don't I, I don't think you can go wrong putting Kobe Bryant in the goat in the goat category. Um, <laughs> There, you you had a quote in there from him that I thought was super dope, and and I want to just get your thoughts on it. You said, "I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. Dedication sees dreams come true." How did that, I saw you retweet that? Did that kind of hit you? Did that hit a nerve? Did that hit? What did that? When you read that, were you like, "I love this"? Like, what did that make you feel? I felt like. Like, I can't blame other people. Like, I have to step up to the plate. Like, it's like I have to own up to everything and be what I said. Like, like I want to be in my head. Like, what I'm meant. Like, what I'm thinking. Like, I gotta. Like, I gotta do it. Like, if I want to have a good season, like I gotta go out and do it. I can't just sit back and just go through the motions. There's no expectations. You can't expect for things just to happen. You have to go out there and work hard, right? Yep. I love it, man. I love that dedication sees dreams come true. I think that's so I think that's so true. And 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 it's clear that that you've adopted that mentality, especially with you talking about how much time you spend at the facility and all the, the extra work that the truth be told, man, like spring and summer workouts are I think the spring and summer, especially summer workouts, really um really separate the the excuse makers and the the dream seers, <laughs> the the dream come true people, um, because you guys are doing stuff behind the scenes that nobody's gonna see. Nobody's yep. gonna see that. How do you how do you stay motivated during during off season stuff and during those summer workouts where man, I might just like go lazy on this set or or you know this today, man, I'm just not feeling hundred percent. I'm not gonna do as I'm not gonna work as hard. Like how do you stay motivated? 
to every single time you're in that facility, you're, you know, whatever it is you're doing that you're putting everything into it. I just feel like, I feel like I'm so <clears throat> self-driven and like, I like me, like these last couple of years, I mean, I've had a couple of catches. I've played a little bit, but like, that's not what I want. I want to, I want to get that bigger role, the bigger role and do more, whether it's special teams, offense, whatever I have to do. I just, I just want to take a step up. That's what keeps me so self-driven and motivated this, throughout this whole summer, whatever. Whether it's a workout in the morning, 6 a.m., coming back here at night with nobody here. That's what keeps me so motivated. It's interesting, man, because you there's a lot of, of, of guys on the team right now that are describing exactly what you're describing, and that's that there's the level of focus and, and dedication, um, that, you know, there's a, there's, there has become a long history of, of really talented players, um, you know, playing on Sundays, you know, from the university of Memphis, um, a lot of those skill position guys have been able to, to make that transition. Um, you are, you are in that same boat where you have the opportunity to back. You, you have the opportunity to come behind um, two of the best tight ends to ever play at the University of Memphis, and and Joey Magnifico and Sean Dykes. Um, and so I'm excited to hear that that there's a level of of like I want to not only do right by me, I want to do as well as I can do, but but continue that tradition, right? Yeah, that's one hundred percent. I want to. Yeah, I want to continue that. Seeing what they did, that's something I want to make that step up and do. Take that next step. I love it, man. And I know Tiger fans are going to hear this interview and go, "You know what, man?" Because you're right. There's a. You've played some, but you haven't had much of a role since you've been here. But this is the year for you, and and I think even Ryan has mentioned that numerous times, right? Like this is your year. And I love it because he never says that stuff. And it was just when he said that, when he said your name, it kind of like I was like, whoa, like I, you, you don't hear Ryan mention names like this. And and so I think everybody on our boards was like, we got to hear from this guy because, you know, we know your name. Everybody knows Caden Priestcorn, but but is he going to have a much bigger role this year? It seems like it. So everybody's excited for that, man. I think everybody's excited to see what you do this year. Thank you. Yeah, I'm can't wait for the season. <laughs> All right, I got I got two more questions for you, fan questions. They want to get to know Caden Priestcorn just a little bit. Um if you could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? You could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life. What album and what movie would you choose? One movie. Hmm, let me think. The movie one is difficult for everybody because there's so many good movies out there. And uh, one movie the rest of my life. That's it. Only one. Probably one of the, like Avengers Endgame. I, like I'm a Marvel fan. Are you a big Marvel fan? What'd you think yeah. about? What'd you think about the new Thor? I thought I I thought it was pretty good, but I, it was like I mean some people thought it was like a little too comical, but I still liked it a lot. Well, they kind of made the and when they when they did Ragnarok. It kind of that was the way that Thor was gonna go, right? Like they yeah. wanted to make it that way, and yeah, I'm a big Marvel fan. Have you done the chronological order yet? Yeah, I've, I've watched them all basically in order, like yeah. all like 
20 plus and now i'm watching the disney plus shows oh are you watching those which one has been your favorite so far uh probably either loki or hawkeye see i haven't seen i haven't seen hawkeye but i've i've watched loki i need to watch um i need to watch hawkeye so uh, i've heard that's a good one yeah my whole family we're marvel freaks so we've we've done the chronological order twice now so my 10 year old daughter knows more about marvel than than most people i know um all right what's the album what album would you listen to Ooh, album probably one of the little wayne's one of the carters gotta be one of those everybody's been saying carter five <laughs> Yeah, one of them. It's a pretty good probably one. Probably one of the originals. Probably like Carter 3, Carter 2, one of them. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carter 3 is good. I like Carter 3. <laughs> I've heard more Carter 5s on this question than I have any other one. That one in uh, <laughs> Carter 5 and um, who else was it? Like Little Baby or something like that. Everybody loves Baby. but um, Yeah, <laughs> Little Baby, NBA Youngboy. That was it. Oh, NBA Youngboy. That's who it was. That's who it was. <laughs> yep, that's who it was. All right, how do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you're into? How I decompress? Probably either playing golf. I like to go play golf or video games. Or if I'm not doing any of those, I'm just watching my son, Max. That's all. That brings me joy. That's awesome. Is Max here in Memphis with you? Yeah, Mac. Yeah. You said Mac? Mac? Yeah, Max in Memphis. Yeah, Mac. M-A-C. Oh, Mac. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Once you have a, once you're a father, man, there's very little time for hobbies, right? Yeah. Especially with camp and all that. <laughs> it's even tougher. It's even tougher. Hey, listen, Caden, I'm gonna let you get out of here, man. Cause you've got a lot going on. I want you to get some rest, get your body recovered and then get out there and kill it, man. I'm, I'm excited. And I know tiger fans are excited to have having known your name for, for, you know, three years now, I'm excited to see you out there this year, and and I think it's going to be a, a a really fascinating thing to see your um, elevation, your growth this year. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Everybody's excited. We're ready to kick off Mississippi State. <laughs> Twenty nine days, right? Yeah, it's cra it's crazy. It's going to be here in before you know it. Before Summer know. January's already flew by. You ain't lying, bro. Hey, listen, like I said, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for joining me. No problem. It was good talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.